you found yourself on the same repeated cycle where Matt and I found ourselves, where you start budgeting only to give up along the way, and then you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, then I want you to try writing a mini budget. They have helped so many people that I've worked with because they act as this tool to help you get back on track when life doesn't go as planned. And when does life actually go as planned? I know it never does for me. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. I need to know, have you ever written a budget just to throw it away a few days later because something unexpected came up? In fact, you created this budget with the best intentions, but then life just happens. You get carried away swiping your card, and before you know it, your budget is blown again. Or maybe you unintentionally spent too much at the grocery store because, let's be honest, inflation is killing everyone's grocery budget, and it leaves you with not much money in your checking account. Next thing you know, you've taken that budget that you thought was perfect and you throw it in the trash because unexpected expenses, overspending, or everything in between has caused you to lose faith in the plan that you had created, your budget. You may have even uttered the words, I'll just start over next month. My husband Matt and I adopted this exact habit when we first started budgeting way back in 2012. As soon as something went wrong, because something always comes up, right? We would throw in the towel and vow to do better next month. But here's the problem. We would immediately overspend and revert back to our old money habits as soon as we said, we'll start over next month. Everything felt like fair game because we no longer had a budget or a plan we were trying to stick to. I would then go on a shopping spree, spend way too much money, and then totally justify it by saying that we would just get back on track the next pay period. Unfortunately, these habits, this reaction to not being able to stick to our budget was keeping us from actually reaching our money goals on the timetable that we wanted to reach them. It took a few months of repeatedly starting over and doing this over and over and over again that we realized that we were setting ourselves up for failure. And at that moment, I realized that our budget would never be perfect. I would probably never be able to write a budget, a spending plan that I was able to follow to the T because life always got in the way. And guess what? That's totally okay. I let go of the expectation that budgeting needed to be perfect. Budgeting is honestly less about math and more about your flexibility and willingness to stick with it. Instead of starting over next month, we started doing something that I call my secret tip. It has been a game changer for us and it was writing mini budgets to help us get back on track with our money. Mini budgets have saved our family's finances month after month, year after year. They have given me personally the peace of mind and has allowed me to have more control over my finances than ever. So what is a mini budget? Well, it's just a smaller budget, a miniature budget, that you'll write from today, the moment you realize your budget is off track, until the day before your next payday, no matter how long that time frame is. A mini budget helps you take back control of your spending when you've gotten off track. Instead of throwing the budget out the window, creating a mini budget helps you get back on track with your money goals. So if you found yourself on the same repeated cycle where Matt and I found ourselves, where you start budgeting only to give up along the way, and then 
you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, then I want you to try writing a mini budget. They have helped so many people that I've worked with because they act as this tool to help you get back on track when life doesn't go as planned. And when does life actually go as planned? I know it never does for me. The best part about a mini budget is that it's incredibly easy to write, so much easier than a regular budget. I've known to write a mini budget on a sticky note, literally a small square sticky note, put it on the fridge and keep it up there for five days until payday hits. So let's go ahead and dive into the actual steps you are going to take to write your first successful mini budget. The first step is to actually write down the current balance in your checking account. After overspending and getting off budget or just dealing with unplanned expenses, you might actually be tempted to avoid or ignore how much money is in your checking account. It might even scare you to look at your checking account balance because you know you'll feel maybe guilty or frustrated with your choices. And you sometimes start thinking, well, if I ignore the problem, it doesn't exist, right? (laughs) Wrong. That's what we like to think to deal with the stress of the problem, but it can't be farther from the truth. So here's what I want you to do. The very first step is to face that number, sit down, pull out your phone, open up your online banking app, write down how much money you have in your checking account. If you have any pending transactions, make sure you deduct those from your balance. We want to know your true starting point. And then step two is to actually determine how many days you have until your next payday. I'm very much an advocate for budgeting for each paycheck. So budgeting by paycheck, meaning you're not budgeting from the first of the month to the last of the month because that's not always when we're paid, but instead starting a new budget every time you are paid. So we need to know how many days do we have until your next payday. So look at your calendar, determine when your next payday is. How many days do you have until that date? Write that number down. The number of days until your next payday is how long your mini budget will last. I have personally written a mini budget that would last me 14 days as well as a mini budget that would last me three days. So if I'm recording this on a Monday and I get paid on Friday, my mini budget would last me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I would write a regular normal budget that would start on Friday. Now that you know how much money you actually have in your checking account and how long your mini budget needs to last you, it's time to list out your expenses. I want you to just make a list. Once again, this can literally be on a post-it note of expenses you expect to have from now until that payday. I don't want you to forget any bills that are automatically drafted from your bank account, whether it's electricity, Netflix, Spotify, just anything that's coming out. And if you aren't sure which bills are coming up, just look at your last month's bank statements for around that same time of the month so that way you don't forget anything. So I want you to be sure that you list out all of the bills that are gonna be automatically drafted and then look at your calendar. Do you have any events that are coming up? Do you have a birthday party you need to buy a gift for in the next few days for your mini budget? Do you have any special events? Do you need to run to the grocery store and buy groceries? Are you going to have to fill your car up with gas? Include all of that in your mini budget. I personally like to just think through each day until my next payday. So if I'm writing a mini budget on Monday to last me to Thursday, that would be four days. I literally will think, okay, Monday, 
do I need to be spending any money today? Okay, what about Tuesday? Oh, Tuesday, the babysitter's coming over and I'm going to have to pay her. And I literally work my way through every single day and I think about if I'm going to have to spend money. If the answer is yes, I include it in my mini budget. Your ultimate goal is to just create a spending plan, create a plan for your money until payday, even if it's only a few days away. And what that does is it just gives you back that peace of mind and that control over your money when you feel like that control had been taken away. So just a quick review. Step one is to actually write down the current balance in your checking account. Step two is to determine how many days your mini budget will last you. Step three is to just make a list of your expenses. Step four is to actually write your mini budget. Create a mini budget using the money you have left in your account and the expenses you listed. You can jot down your mini budget on a piece of paper, a sticky note, or even filling out a budget page. I personally find that handwriting my mini budget helps me solidify my expectations for my money just deeper and it really gives me guidance for the next few days. So here's an example of a mini budget that I might write. Let's say that I have $400 left in my checking account and I have, I don't know, five days, five days until payday. So I have five days where I need to make this $400 last me my five days. I might write out all of my expenses to make sure that I have enough money to cover what I need. So if I have to go to the grocery store, let's just say groceries, I'm going to put $100. I'm going to allocate $100 for groceries. And you might be thinking, Allison, that's not a lot of money for groceries. Well, sometimes when I'm writing a mini budget and I'm just trying to get by, I will really try to look in my freezer and my refrigerator, my pantry for everything that I have. And I'll only buy the necessities when it comes to food. And then I know, okay, I'm going to have to go fill up my car with gas. That's going to be $40. I know my electricity bill is coming out in the next four days. That's $200. I know that we're going to go out to eat one time as a family. That's $50. And then I always still with a mini budget, like to add a buffer in my budget because we know life doesn't go as planned. So a $10 buffer is pretty good for four days. All together between groceries, gas, electricity, restaurants, and a buffer, that comes out to $400. Now what I've done is I've created a true plan for how the rest of my money in my bank account will be spent. This way, I don't revert back to old spending habits and feel like, oh, the month is blown, my budget is blown, I'm gonna go to Target, I'm gonna grab myself a latte, and I'm just gonna buy whatever I want. Because I know myself and I know I'm typically tempted to do that. And the last step when it comes to writing a mini budget, which is one that most people would not consider a step, but I do, is posting your budget, whatever you wrote it on, somewhere where you can see it every day. Once you've written your mini budget, you need to post it where you can see it. Don't keep it tucked away in a binder or somewhere on your computer in Excel spreadsheet. It's important that this budget is visible and at the top of your mind. And if you have a partner or a spouse, it's also important that they are looking at it and seeing it so that way they know where you've agreed for your money to go for the next couple of days. I also want you to go back and reference the mini budget often. If you find yourself off track again, write another mini budget. It's honestly that simple. It comes down to just writing out the current balance in your checking account, determining how many days you have until your next payday, listing out your expenses, creating it, 
and posting it. And you might be thinking, "Mm, Allison, that seems too easy. Is this really a secret weapon in your life? And to that, I have to say, yes, it has been the thing the thing that has helped my husband and I consistently make progress with our money and consistently have control over our money for the past 10 years. Truthfully, it is the thing. And it's because we do it consistently and it's because it gives us ownership and a say with what happens to our money. Even when life happens and we feel like we don't have a say, we take back that control. Today's episode is brought to you by my free budget class. This is the four-step framework to budget for your best life without sacrificing your weekly latte runs. So true story, back whenever my husband and I were working to pay off debt and we were trying our best to live on less, I loved celebrating that I made it to every Friday by running by Starbucks. I wanted to order myself a grande latte. And I remember reading a book that basically said, you have to cut out all extra spending. And I was adamant that I would not cut out my weekly latte runs. I wanted to be able to write a budget that allowed me to enjoy things like that and not live on basically no money at all. And that's what this class is all about. In this class, you're going to learn the three massive mistakes that everybody makes with their budget and why they are costing you money because I want you to stop making them. I'm going to be sharing with you the secret to finding more money in your budget each month so you can do things like pay off debt, save money, or buy weekly lattes. And I'm going to be sharing with you the four-step framework to budget. You can go to inspirebudget.com slash free class to choose a time that works for you. It also comes with some notes, free printable notes and cheat sheets, or just click the link in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. I truly think that there's so many benefits when it comes to mini budgets, but three benefits that I want to highlight today is that mini budgets allow you to continue making progress even when life happens. Mini budgets help you continue to move forward with your money even when you've been hit with an unexpected expense, even when you'd rather give up on budgeting altogether, even when you have to take your kid to the urgent care and the bill is $75 and you're thinking, I didn't anticipate this happening. Instead of giving up on budgeting, instead of saying this isn't working, it must be me or it must be the budget, you're giving yourself an opportunity to get back on track. You've recognized the problem, you've recognized the unexpected expenses, and instead you are setting out to fix it instead of just saying you're going to start over next month. Because giving up is easy. After a budget gets off track, giving up is the easy step to take. I know because I did it for a while, but writing a mini budget and getting back on track is where the real work and growth lies. When you can start doing this consistently, managing your money becomes so much easier and it just gives you confidence. The second benefit to writing a mini budget is that they hold you accountable. Mini budgets are amazing because not only do they hold you accountable for your finances, but they give you an opportunity to learn how to be flexible with your money. No one is perfect and no budget is perfect. 
every budget will need to be tweaked every now and then, and that's okay. But I personally love that many budgets allow me personally to identify what went wrong with our previous budget and how to take steps to prevent that from happening in the future. So when I'm writing a mini budget, I can ask myself, what was unexpected that threw me off before? How can I add some sort of buffer or something to my next budget to keep this from happening? What do I need to do on my end to make sure this doesn't become a pattern? Writing a mini budget isn't about beating yourself up or giving yourself a hard time for your past spending or past money choices. Instead, it's an opportunity for you to manage your money better and have some sort of accountability for your money goals. Because let's be honest, when it comes to accountability for our money, there's not really someone out there that's helping hold you accountable. It's up to you. You are the adult. You are the person that has to be willing to do the thing with the money, make the right money choices. And sometimes it's really overrated and hard, but many budgets help hold you accountable to those goals that you've set. And the third benefit, the biggest one of all is that mini budgets set you up for success. I personally try to cook dinner at home five to six nights each week. My husband has a pretty long commute. I think it's I think it's a long commute. So he is not able to really help out with cooking dinner at home during the weeknights because he's not physically home to do it, right? So I try to be the one that cooks dinner at home five to six nights a week. The only problem, I don't like cooking. In fact, I would go so far as to say I strongly dislike cooking dinner. And while others can find comfort and joy and happiness in the kitchen, creating a lovely meal for their family, I cannot stand it. Yet every week, I cook dinner for my family and my husband helps on the weekends as well. And the only way I'm able to stay somewhat consistent with cooking dinner at home is because I spend time on the weekend planning out the dinners that week. I always plan easy meals on Thursday because those are the days that I'm tempted to just order pizza. And writing out an easy meal plan and being prepared in advance sets me up for success. It's the thing that keeps me on track with cooking healthy, simple meals for my family instead of grabbing takeout every night. And just like I need a meal plan to help me be successful when it comes to cooking dinner at home, we also need a mini budget for our money to help us be successful in that area of our life. And when you're willing to write a mini budget, after you fall off track with your money, you'll be more aware of where you stand financially and how you can continue to grow closer to your money goals. Just like my meal plan sets me up for success with my week of cooking dinner at home, your mini budget sets you up for success with how you will be spending your money until your next payday. We all know that ignoring your finances won't make them any better. Sure, it might make it easier for you sometimes, but when you're willing to spend time truly working on your money, you begin to develop better financial habits that have a lasting impact on your life. And I think that writing a mini budget is an amazing financial habit that can have lasting, a lasting impact on your life. And I know that because for the past 10 years, it has been the best and sometimes most secret budget tip that has helped lead us to success. Now, I know you might be thinking, Allison, is this something that will only work for you? But 
I have to say that no, it has actually worked for other people as well. For instance, Dana from inside of the Inner Circle, my online exclusive money membership, she says, I completed the savings challenge for the month and saved $181. I was so motivated by Allison and everyone in this group. And while I was doing it, my budget wasn't perfect. What I'm gleaning from the Inner Circle is that I don't have to be perfect and many budgets saved me. And I love that what Dana has taken away is that her money and her budget doesn't have to be perfect, but she can turn to many budgets. She can turn to the inner circle. She has options to help get her back on track and she doesn't have to live in this feeling of shame or guilt or like she doesn't know what she's doing. So way to go, Dana. At the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question from someone on Instagram. And this one comes from Mandy. Mandy says, should you increase your emergency fund each year to account for inflation? Now, inflation has been through the roof the past two years. It's actually like record-breaking and absolutely ridiculous. And I think this is actually a really good time to talk about how inflation impacts your emergency fund and what we should do to make sure our emergency fund is exactly where we need it to be. As inflation causes prices to rise all around us, it's going to impact your budget. And whenever it impacts your budget, it's going to also impact your emergency fund. Now your emergency fund is there to really help you cover expenses when an emergency hits or you have a job loss. This is why I highly recommend starting out with at least a three month emergency fund for necessary expenses. Now, as your necessary expenses increase in cost because of inflation, your emergency fund is also going to need to increase in cost. So here's exactly how I calculate my personal emergency fund and how I recommend others do as well. What I do is I list out all of my necessary expenses. I'm not talking Netflix. To me, Netflix is not necessary. We have a car wash membership that's obviously not necessary, but things like internet, electricity, utilities, cell phone, our mortgage payment, our car insurance, groceries, those are very necessary expenses. So what I recommend doing is writing out how much you would expect to spend each month in those areas and take into account that yes, maybe groceries have increased over time. And so that expense might have increased for the month over time. Total all of those necessary expenses up and multiply it by three. That is how much you should want to have saved in your emergency fund. And essentially, if you lose your job, you can get by and not have to go into debt for three months because you have a savings set up. That's the entire theory. That's the entire system behind having an emergency fund. Honestly, I think it's really good to probably do this at least once a year, maybe every January or every year right before New Year's Eve, just have a time where you recalculate that and ask yourself if you need to increase that number. Another thing is you might be overwhelmed by what that number says. I know I was at the very beginning. And while it's wonderful to have three to six months saved in an emergency fund, it might feel impossible to reach. So take that number and maybe start by saying, I'm gonna divide it in half, and that's gonna be goal number one. And break it down into smaller chunks, that way it actually 
feels doable. Ultimately, I hope this episode all about mini budgets helps you live your best life, budget better, and reach your money goals. It would mean the world to me if you would actually take a screenshot of the podcast that you're listening to right now, no matter what podcast app it is in, and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Inspired Budget so I can reshare it on my stories as well. Be on the lookout for another amazing Inspired Budget podcast episode coming to you next Thursday. I'll see you then.